What's up, guys? It's your boy, Kev on stage with the lovely and luxurious... Miss Kev on stage. And we are hypocrites. <laughs> we're, we're not hypocrites. We're not hypocrites. We're busy. We're busy and... I'm tired. Tired and we're raising children and we're blowing up on Facebook. <laughs> no, we. I. <laughs> and we have not made the time to do the podcast, but now, today I got time, cuz. I was looking at our last podcast and it was like March. I thought it was in February. February, March. Yeah. We did so good in 2015. We did semi good. We were really good, then fell off, and then came back and fell off. But in the midst of our struggle, Melissa worked on a book. I did work on a book. So it was not all for nothing. Do you want to talk a little bit about my book? Your, your book, the author, Melissa Fredericks? Um, I have a book coming out in August. It will be officially available for digital download or hard, co- hard copy purchase. Hard purchase copy? Copy you, purchase. Hard copy purchase. And on August 5th, we'll say. I don't know if I should do it like the 5th, the 6th, or the 7th. I don't really know. But somewhere around there, if you're not... To going to the Love Yourself Gap Fest in August, I encourage you to sign up at loveyourselfgapfest.eventbrite.com. I will be there and I will have copies of my books for sale, but you can also find it, um, again, via digital download. The title of it is The Journey to Self-Love, and it is essentially my testimony of overcoming low self-esteem and essentially encouraging the reader um, to overcome any feelings of low self-esteem low self-esteem that they low may self-esteem no low self-esteem that they may <laughs> be um, dealing with in their life so yeah I'm super excited about it that's fantastic I'm very proud of her I have had the pleasure to read the book a lot <laughs> of times it is very good Melissa is an amazing author as she is an amazing wife and person she is dope and I'm excited for you guys to be able to get the book and we are planning on podcasting more now but let our actions I was about to us. say can you just not make any promises because you always get on <laughs> we're back we're back everybody we're back we're going to do this every single day for the next whenever because we're back Promise, and then we promises. do one. So just just don't make no promises. Don't make any promises. All I can promise you is that we recorded this podcast. <laughs> right. Uh, today, the day we are recording this is actually June 26th, the year our Lord and Savior 2016, which makes it me and Melissa's 12th year wedding, wedding anniversary. anniversary. And how are we spending it? Podcasting. Podcast. That's good. How are we spending it? For the people... The people's chant must be everything the people can't be. And um, that's just a chance to rap a lyric, and I love his new album. So anyway, <clears throat> shout out to Melissa for staying married for me to, to me for 12 years. Hello. I don't know how she did it. <laughs> there was many a dark day. Oh, God's Basha. Grace. Oh, but the grace. It came through. Oh, God. You're so silly. By his stripes, we are healed. So Melissa had the grand idea of having 12... What is the title? Um, 12 Lessons Learned in 12 Years. 12 Years of Married. 12 Lessons Learned in 12 Years of Marriage. And prior to our 12 years of marriage, we had three years of dating, four years of dating. 
I think it was more than... We met in 1999. We started dating in 2000. We got married in 2004. I think it was three years of dating, one year engaged. One year? And that's dating. Okay, so four years dating. <laughs> Nobody counts that. 2000 to 2004, that's, we dated. That's too much. We, date, we were years dated, friends for two years. We dated for three years. We were engaged <laughs> for four years. And we've been... No, that's too much. Just know we've been together since 2000. And it's 2016. That's six. That's a sixteen-year-old's whole life. That's a long time. We've been married or together and married for the last twelve. And I'm kind of sad. The only reason I'm sad because the whole time we had eleven years of marriage, I could say eleven years of sacrifice. Didn't you do that last year? I did it a lot in this year, and now it's twelve years of marriage. I don't know what thirteen theme is going to be, but we thank God for grace. So we have twelve tips that we worked on, and um, we're going to get to those right now. Um, the first one is don't expect things to stay the same. Um, <clears throat> actually, we probably should have started with don't expect things to change and then don't expect things to stay the same. Well, let's do it. Yeah, that's the first two. First two, don't expect things that really go hand in hand. They go hand in hand. First two, don't expect things to stay the same and don't expect things to change. And we kind of, what that really means is a lot of times people get married like, okay, I'm going to marry him or her. But I'm, I know that eventually whatever this thing that they do or this thing I don't like about them, they're going to have to get that changed. Right. Or you go in thinking that you're the force that can change them. Yes. And unfortunately, a lot of times that does not happen. Right. And if it's a big thing, like say, for example, you believe in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and your, other, your spouse serves the devil. And you're like, oh, cool. They're going to serve Why do they Jesus. have to serve the devil? Yeah, I just, you just never know. <laughs> So you believe in Jesus and his return and they say, hell, Satan, but you love them. And you're like, oh, I'm going to just keep going to revival and I'm going to get them right. And they might serve the devil the whole time. Right. So is that change or that's change? You're expecting something yeah. to change and that maybe they love the devil as much as you love Jesus. Right. So, so you just go in. You have to go in with you have to go into. I do expecting the person to stay the person that they were on the altar. Yes. Things that they you like and things that you don't like because ultimately they may not change. Yes. And and in turn, there's a lot of things about them that you may expect to stay the same forever. And it may change. And it may change. So it's like a catch-22. Catch-22. Because, because really, circumstances in life happens and it causes people to evolve and change, mm-hmm. um, but at the same time, you can't go in expecting people to change because they may just get on your nerves for the rest of your ideas. Yes, <laughs> the thing about marriage is it's a malleable thing. It is a living, breathing thing. Your relationship will ebb and flow and change as you age, as life events happen, the birth of children, uh, divorce of family members, death of family members. You know, jobs. job changes, financial status, yes. whether you get, start making a lot of money or lose a job or, you know, lose your house or a leg, whatever. There's a lot of stuff that can happen that... You well, are so dramatic. Why well, do people have to lose a leg? People lose legs in the world. Lord have mercy. Have you seen people without one leg? No. you never seen it? Well, I've seen it. <laughs> but the point is... Life happens and life has an effect on people. Right. My wife was very 
career-driven, ambitious prior to the birth of our children. And, I mean, it didn't really matter to me either way. But had I expected her to climb the ranks of, you know, the corporate ladder, and when Zay was born, she was like, I'm not going to stay at work all extra late. I got a baby at home. I want to spend time with my baby. So that's what she did. And, you know, that, you know, ambition didn't, you know, wane, but it changed. She all of a sudden didn't want to stay at work all day and all night and didn't really care if that cost her promotions and stuff. Not that she just didn't Wait, start what? working. I'm just saying, like, your, your, your ambition level changed after the birth of children. Right. Right? So if I was banking on you climbing the corporate ladder for whatever reason, then when that, you know, changed in you, I would have been surprised. True. And a lot of times we're not ready for that change. And we're not or, ready. Right. We don't expect things to change. We don't expect things to change and they do. And the only thing constant is change. The only thing constant is change. Who said that? I don't know. I did. (laughs) Yes, technically you just said that. (laughs) So yeah, I mean um, so so be wary of the fact that your marriage is ever changing. I imagine in 20 years when when I am uh, 53 and I'm not going to reveal my wife's age even though we're you know, only six weeks apart. Um, I'm not going to reveal her age. But I imagine when I'm 53, I'm going to be a little different. It's funny we talk about this. My color, favorite color when we first met was blue. And I don't know what or when or how, but eventually I liked red more than blue. I don't think you actually knew what your favorite color was when you said it was blue. In front of the people. Yeah, I don't, I feel like you didn't know yourself. You used to just say stuff. I didn't know my own strength. <laughs> I was listening to that yesterday. Or I mean on Friday on my way to work and like had tears in my eyes. Did you? Yes. I was literally like you're doing the most. Because to be gone. Did you really have tears in your eyes? Yes. Did any fall? No. no but you, you're like a hard blink away. But yes. <laughs> I listened to it like three times. Like what? You didn't know your own strength. <laughs> but then you did. And then you gave in. Oh, I was really, literally having a moment. That is funny. Okay, let's continue, babe, because we spend all our time on the first two. Okay, so then the next one is don't cheat. Don't cheat. It seems so simple. No, it is really simple. But, I mean, this... It's very obvious. Very obvious, but a lot of marrieds do the cheating. A lot of marrieds. They place in holes, poles in the wrong holes. <laughs> That's what's happening in the world. And then they're trying to you know, come back from that's a devastating blow. It is. What, and, not, and not that you can't come back from it. It can be came back from. It can be came back from. But it is a tough one to recover from. Can be came back from. It, it it changes your trust, the way your spouse sees you, the way they see themselves. It has so many negative ramifications. I um commend everybody who comes back from it but it is it is potentially a death blow absolutely and um so avoid avoid the wrong sexing you know and it can we can do a whole podcast on this but there's a lot of reasons why people cheat but there's a very few results and consequences of it it's either you break up or you stay together and more often than not wait what do you mean like there's a lot of reasons people cheat but the consequences are mostly the same. It ends. Oh, got it. Got it got ends got the it. relationship. Okay. So, you know, you can blame yourself and blame them and they didn't do this or I don't know why. Whatever the case is, either way, you can be ending your whole relationship. And you don't want to do that. No. 
Especially when people are like, unless I don't you know. do want to do that, but if you do want to do that, don't cheat. Just have a discussion like an adult. Right. <laughs> don't play with it. Don't be dishonest. Uh, number four, go on dates. Yes, go on dates. Me and my wife went to paint night a couple fun. weeks ago. You and should go. They have it on Groupon. It's everywhere. It's in every everywhere. City. Not every city. It's not in Tupelo, Mississippi, I bet. Is that a real city? Yes. It probably is. Probably is not in Tupelo. Not a lot of things going on there. <laughs> but essentially what happens is you pay, um, I think it was like 30 or 40 bucks. I don't know. It wasn't terribly expensive. And an artist comes and they give you a canvas and paint and um, food and drink and you paint something. <laughs> And it is so much fun. I don't know why. Maybe because we're not really artists Artist. like that. It's actually just a fun date that's not dinner and a movie. Yes. That's what it is. It's an activity to do together that right. is not dinner and a movie. It's typical dinner and a movie. Not that there's anything wrong with dinner and a movie. No. That's definitely a date. But, you know, painting was much more fun than dinner and a movie. So... A lot of times people do a lot of cool, fun stuff when they date to attract them. And then when they get married, they're yeah, just you, like, go, you get in a rut of life. Yes. And then dinner and a movie becomes your default. Or you're only going to see movies that your kids can watch, which is something me and my wife get into a lot. We're just like, oh, we see Finding Nemo, Finding Dory, and pets, and whatever. And you just never are seeing what you want to see, or you're, doing, you're never doing something that is just for you two. So... And you don't have to have a lot of money to go on dates. You don't even have to have an artist to do paint night. You could go to your, your local craft store, Michael's. It's probably more uh, expensive actually going to Michael's, but your point is well taken. Yeah. And you buy a canvas or a piece of paper and you paint something. It'll be ugly, but who cares? Who cares? Who cares? It's really not about the product. It's about the time spent together. It's about the time spent together. That was good, Melissa. Next. Have fun. This goes with going on dates. Me and Melissa's one of our favorite things to do. I don't know. We only really do it on vacation, but we still love it. Is karaoke. Oh, yeah. I was like, what do we love to do? We have a, the best time doing karaoke. Neither of us can sing particularly well. Melissa's actually a great rapper. I'm not you, a great you got to see her in action. She is young MC on the mic. Not great at all. Mic on stage. What? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we have, on cruises especially, we do karaoke and there's also karaoke places in L.A. We've actually never done it here. But but that's our idea of fun. Or we will go to a park. The other week we went to... Um, we did paddle boats. That was a family. Yeah, it was family, but it was still fun. Yeah, no, it was fun. Yeah, so um, just have fun, man. It doesn't always have to be gloom and doom. It, yeah, we talked on a different podcast. Because you should catch up if you haven't... <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't listened to our old podcast, we uh, talked about hand-to-hand fun or hand-to-hand activity. I'm no, sorry. Face-to-face. Face-to-face activity, side-by-side activity, and laying down. I can't remember what it's called. But anyway, this would be considered a side-by-side. Belly-to-belly. Belly-to-belly. That's That's right. the sex, yeah. if you guys didn't know. So this would be considered a side-by-side activity where you're doing things as essentially friends, not just things that you do. Because you're husband and wife, but because you genuinely and sincerely enjoy the company of your spouse. Yes. And you should be friends with your spouse. We were having this discussion about um, best friends of opposite sex, which is a whole other podcast. But a lot of times people don't consider their spouse their friend. And I think they should be, 
your friend, your best friend. It, they helpful. should be your friend. It's the foundation for a good relationship. It's friendship. I was talking to somebody about this. Um, actually, yeah, it was uh, somebody last week, and she was saying she was saying how she couldn't recover her if her husband cheated on her, she couldn't recover. Like their their relationship wouldn't recover. And she was saying that if you want to cheat on me as a wife, say I'm not cutting it as a wife, I get that. But as a friend, right. you should not want to hurt me like that. Right. So you should say, look, as a marriage, this isn't working, so I don't want to hurt you. So let's just go our separate ways. But if you don't have that friendship as a foundation, right. then you just be bulldozing over somebody's feelings. Right. Because you generally wouldn't bulldoze over your friend's feelings. Like you might do something that hurts them or upsets them, but you usually aren't malicious to your friends. So And shame on us if we're treating our friends better than we're treating our Shame on us. Our spouses. Talking bad about your husband and wife when they ain't around. Like, you got to protect them. Right. Protect them. Protect your marriage. Because then you leave the door open for the enemy to come in and bite you. Number six. Remember your husband and... Were you going to say it? No. Oh. Remember your husband and... Wait, what? Remember you are husband and wife first. Reading rainbow. Wait, you said remember you are husband, husband and wife, wife first, first. Husband and wife. Okay, it's a little confusing. Yeah. Remember you are husband and wife first. Don't get stuck in your other roles, which are mommy and daddy or worker. I think, yeah, remember your role as husband and wife is what I told you to write. Okay, so you're just going to tell the people you told me to do something. You don't tell me to do nothing. Well, you I ask. Did. What I'm saying is that you didn't write it correctly, so that's why it was confusing. <laughs> but um, going back to the point of remembering your role as husband and wife is to remember that before the kids, hopefully. And well, after. no, actually before the kids. Even before, even if you were got married after you had kids, you're a boyfriend and girlfriend before you had kids. Yes. So remembering that those roles exist before the kids and remember to, um, to, igno- to I don't know the right <laughs> word, but play that role before you're always playing mommy and daddy. And also your kids will move out eventually. And if your only role is mommy and daddy, then your kids move out and then you're like, oh my gosh, I don't even know you anymore. So that's why you got to date, have fun while in the midst of parenting, because all things considered, parenting is just a parenting with your children in the house, I should say. It's only a piece of your time as a couple. And if it's not managed right, you can run into the prop, the issue of not knowing each other once you're not knowing yourself as husband and wife. Right. Once As your kids, kids grow up in age. I, w- I was listening or I'm reading a book and the author was saying that her and her husband look forward to empty nest without rushing the time that they have now. And right. I was like, that's so that's that was just awesome to me because I think a lot of times we do get so caught up in the roles of mommy and daddy that we're almost fearful of emptiness because you will be living with a stranger because you haven't invested time in the role of mom. I mean, I'm sorry, in the role of husband and wife. Right. You invested all your time as mommy and daddy. And that can be particularly difficult if you had your kids before you got married. And, you know, if you got early pregnant and your whole relationship or a large portion of your relationship has been with children. But even if that's not the case, me and Melissa have been married 12 years and we've been parents for 10 of them. Mm-hmm. Almost 10 of them. So <laughs> once you have kids, that's going to dominate a large portion of your marriage and it's raising children dominates a lot of your time. Right. Picking them up from school, taking them to school, basketball, soccer, homework, clothes, whatever, you know. So just remember that they are a part of your life, but they are not the only part of your life. A big part, 
but not, not everything. the only part. And which will lead, we should do this one next, which leads to the next point of prioritizing your relationship. Yes. Um, which ties directly into the one before is that you have to remember that your relationship is first. Like, even in the order that God lays it out, it's God, your relationship, and then, or your husband, or your wife, and then your kids. Yes. So remembering that order and remembering it that it's there for a reason because your kids are going to leave. Yes. And I know a lot of times as women, we have a hard time, like, I'm not going to do my kids like that. But you have to remember your kids will leave the house. <laughs> they will. And you will eventually want them to leave the house. Yes. Um, and even if they want you, if you want them to stay, they're going to want to leave. So they're going to leave. And you don't want you don't want to have invested all of this time into your kids, and again they're going to leave, and then you're stuck, you know, with with someone you don't know because you haven't prioritized your relationship to be first and foremost. Absolutely, your time spent if, if your marriage is a pie, the majority of your time should be on your spouse. Yeah, and your that takes time. That takes priority, pri- prioritizing and reprioritizing. Because kids naturally drain the life away and the suck. They time suck. But no, kids literally naturally take a lot of your time. So you have to make time for each other. Because me and Melissa talk about this when you're talking about sex. Um, and, you know, working full time, both parents. And picking up the kids from school. Having homework. Making dinner. Cleaning. Cooking. And don't let them, them to do bed, sports. Putting them in, if they have sports, they have practice that day in addition to all that. And next thing you know, it's 10 o'clock and you're the first time you're actually alone with your spouse and you both are ready to fall asleep. And now you have like, you've done everything as a parent, amazing job as a parent, but as a husband and wife, you have failed. Neglected. Neglected. The relationship. The relationship. And your first responsibility is always to your parents. I mean, to your, to yourself, your spouse. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so that means reprioritizing your time. So that means like when on Saturday after the kids games, all right, it's mommy and daddy time. Leave us alone. Or even if it's just watching seven episodes of whatever on Netflix or, or taking the kids to your friend's house and then going on a date or not even going anywhere, just taking your kids to your friend's house and then just having the house to yourself. You have to counterbalance and counteract the time that you spend parenting to make sure that your marriage is healthy. Amen. And there's enough time spent in your marriage. Amen. Which leads us to our next point. This would be number seven. No. Eight. Eight. Dream together. And make sure your dreams include the other person. Yeah. That's important. Yes. Because one of the things I tell people a lot, people are like, why don't you do more stand-up in L.A. and all that? And I love stand-up, but I also love my family. And I don't want to spend, you know, nine hours at work to three hours in traffic and then come home, eat lunch, kiss my wife, and then go hit the stage and not have any time for them. So my dream of, you know, whatever my career is includes my family. So I act accordingly. And that means I don't do as much stand up or whatever, because I want to include my family in my dream, especially my wife. So I turn down stuff so that I can include her, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I was going to say the other part of that is just remembering that your um dang what was i gonna say i don't know baby girl your dream 
I forgot what I was going to say. But yeah, it meant what you said. <laughs> <laughs> it also reminds me of when we were thinking about moving to L.A., like, it wasn't a dream of mine before. Do you remember? I, it was along the lines of okay. making sure that you include them in your dream. Because a lot of times what can happen is you could have a dream, t- for example, to move off to L.A. You haven't shared that dream with your spouse. So they're thinking a whole other, we're going to stay where we are for us. We were going to stay in Washington. You have dreams to move. And now when it's time for you're ready to pursue your dream, your spouse is looking at you blindsided. Right. Because they had no idea. You didn't include them in, this is what I want to do. This is my dream. Or this you, is what I want to accomplish. Or you feel like they're holding you back and they're not holding you back. You never included them right. in that in that plan. So now you resent them because, oh, you don't want to, you don't want to dream. You don't want to go where I want to go. You never told me right. this. So, it's, you know, like when I started having those feelings in L.A. when me and Zay Zay were doing Little Rascals and by we, I mean he was and I was driving him. <laughs> I was telling her along the way, like, listen, it's going to be hard for me to come back to Washington. I'm falling in love with this place. So she, I was already like we were already starting to talk about, hey, how are we going to, you know, what if we wanted to move? How could we do it? Blah, blah, blah. And the more you include your spouse, the less likely any dream will cause a rift. Because you always want to get their buy-in. Yes. That's what makes things go smooth. Get the buy-in of your spouse so that way when it's time to execute the dream, they're on board with it. And especially for men. Especially for men. When you, what women are willing to, you know, quote-unquote submit to the man when they feel like they've been included and that their opinions have been heard and we've reached this decision together and now you can take charge and lead this family because I trust that you are going to lead us in the right direction. Most of the time, women don't want to submit because honestly, it's an indication of a lack of trust. Because submission just really means I am under submission. So I am under the mission that you have for this household. But if I don't believe that you have a good mission or I don't believe that you can execute the mission or I don't believe that you can uh, bring the mission to fruition. Or you don't feel like you're a part of the mission. Or I don't feel like I'm a part of the mission, then I'm going to question who's leading. Right. And then you got problems on top of each other. Yes. Next. Support one another. I'm Melissa's biggest fan, and she is my biggest fan. And when she got ready to write this book, I was right there like, you should do this, baby girl. I'm here for you. I'll help you know, I'll read, I'll help pay for. But I the, I'd read it. But what do you mean I don't always like to read? I don't read it every time you ask. You don't want to. How you know what I don't want to do? <laughs> I love it. I love my eyes. Left to right. Word, 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 word. Punctuation. Grammar. <laughs> but I read it. I gave her feedback. She took some of it. She did what she wanted with other of it. You know, I suggested an editor to her put her in contact i was there for her and she's always been my fan for comedy she told me when my facebook video sucked i did like, not say that what you said i don't even remember that conversation what you said. oh yeah well this video is not good for facebook like, <laughs> kind of good for like i just didn't think it was a photo whatever did you post it anyway no i didn't oh. i cried myself to sleep that night <laughs> but um it feels detrimental when you don't think your spouse going back to the dream thing too Yes, dream or in support. If you don't feel like your spouse is on your team and cheering you on, it's not going to feel like you don't feel nothing. You're going to feel the opposite. It's very, it's very, you're with me or against me situation. 
So it's easier to have somebody supporting you when they feel included in the plans. There you go. Bring it full circle. Bring it full circle. If you don't tell them what you want to do and why and how much it means to you, you just start doing it. Say you want to be a chef and all of a sudden you, you know, buying knives and spending time going to classes and you never told them. They're like, boy, why are you cooking all this? I already ordered food in or whatever. I mean, that's a terrible example, but you get my point. Next. Next. Have sex. <laughs> lots. Lots of the sex. Why, Kevin? Open your legs. What? Put stuff in between your G. legs. This ain't G. Marriage ain't G. It's rated aura. <laughs> lick. Do a lot of licking. So much lick. Lick and stick. Try new stuff. <laughs> Spin around. Hang from the chandelier. Hush. Now, sex is a very important part of marriage. It is. It's very important. That you have a good, healthy sexual relationship. I talk about this in my book, Plug. <laughs> it's coming out in August. It's coming out in August. But it's very important to both people for different reasons, but nonetheless important for both. And lots of sex depends on your marriage. Lots of sex could be seven times a week for some. Lots of sex could be seven times a month for some. You know what I mean? But you sh- it should be a healthy and vital part of your marriage. It is something that should be communicated on. It should not be left to chance. You should talk about it. What did that feel good? Did you like when I went around the circle and flipped what? you over? Okay, we're moving on. No, we ain't. You always get nervous when we talk about <laughs> sex. One key thing about sex, talk about what you do and don't like in the midst sometimes, but sometimes it's better to talk about the negative aspects, not during sex. Have a separate conversation so that the next time you get hot and heavy, you're prepared for what they like and don't like. That was good advice. Sometimes it's hard to say what you don't. I mean, you got to, but to be like, you know, I don't like that. And you're in the middle of it. It's kind of like, uh. (laughs) So have plenty of the sex and get rid of your inner liquids. Okay. Uh, We only have two more. Okay. Number 11. Don't keep secrets from each other. Why would you be keeping secrets from your spouse? Why would you? But sometimes we do it. Why? I don't know why. I'm not much of a secret holder. But a lot of people are. Lack of trust. Relationships don't survive when there is no trust. Or I think people think it's none of your business. Wait, what? I think they think this part is none of their business. So I'm not necessarily keeping a secret. It's just no, it doesn't make sense to tell them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't understand. I'm saying people might not think... It might not be I don't trust you. No, no, no. I get it, what you're saying. Oh, I see. Yeah. You don't understand why people would feel like that. Yeah. By the way, my wife has really dark hair right now, and she is so attractive. I know. You make me want to get it all the time, but I don't like my hair dark. You don't like it dark? No. I like it. You like a bad girl. Bad gal Riri. Bad gal Lissa. Don't. I don't know. Bad gal. Hush. Bad gal. Work, 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 work. Next. Um, The final one. Celebrate your anniversary. Do you know what today Why is? Why do we harp on this? It's our anniversary. This is one for you. You always make a mention to say this. So why? Why is this so important to you? Why do you think it's so important to people? I think it's so important to people. The same way that we celebrate our birthday. Mm-hmm. To show that we've accomplished another year. Yeah. Made it a year older. Yep. Um... 
same way that we celebrate the new year on the 1st of January 1st. It's you very set much, new goals. Yes. New aspirations. You feel like your slate is wiped clean. Mm-hmm. You're motivated again. Uh-huh. I feel like <laughs> your anniversary is that same type. It should be celebrated in that same type of way. And I think I've seen people on Facebook. They're like, you know, after the first year, it doesn't really matter. Or, We're too old for that. And I think. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I absolutely 100% think. Even if you don't think your birthday is that big of a deal because you're getting old, I do think that celebrating your anniversary is something that should be. Even if it's something simple as just going to dinner, um, I do think it's something that should be celebrated and recognized as accomplishment. Because when you look around, you may not be in the company of too many other folks that have the opportunity to celebrate another year of marriage. Yeah, it's the same way, like you said, you celebrate your birthday because you ain't dead. Celebrate your anniversary because your marriage ain't dead. Yes. It's another day's journey and I'm glad, I'm I'm glad glad about about it. it. Oh, they harmonized. I'm excited because, you know, I can't sing. (laughs) (laughs) But no, me and Melissa, and and here's the thing. Melissa mentioned this, but I want to read say this re-emphasize it doesn't have to be big when we were first married we did not have a huge amount of money no but we always went to somewhere when we used to think red lobster was balling (laughs) get the admiral's feast we're gonna split it or we're gonna eat a lot of bread before (laughs) that's real for real but it doesn't have to be a big thing just go out and say hey this is our anniversary we made it because like Melissa said, somebody got divorced that year that was married and it gives you new hope. Like, man, we made it 12. I was thinking about that this morning. 12 years. That's a long time. That is a long time. We have made it. There's people who got married after us and got divorced. Now people who've been married a long time before us and got divorced. Like we should, we are thankful. We are going to dinner in a couple hours to celebrate our anniversary. We got a babysitter. For the night. We thank God. So let's go off and, re- and remind the 12 steps. Mm-mm. No? That was a lot. You don't want to go through them real quick? You can recap them if you like. Don't expect things to stay the same. Don't expect things to change. Don't cheat. Go on dates. Have fun. Remember you're a husband and wife first. Prioritize your relationship. Dream together. Dream again. Support one another. Have sex and lots of it. Don't keep secrets. And celebrate your anniversary. And buy books. Buy books. Invest in your relationship. That's a bonus one. Yeah. Invest in your relationship. Yes. We there's some books that have been super impactful for our marriage. Five Love Languages, uh, Every Man's Battle, Men, uh, the Waffling Book. I can't think of what it's called. What? The men, the book where it talks about men waffle and women oh, spaghetti. spaghetti and waffles. Oh, I can't think of the title. Me uh, Melissa has some other ones that um, have helped us or helped her. So invest in your relationship. You might not be t- every every part of the book might not apply, but what applies applies, and what don't let it fly. Amen. So as we close, you can find Melissa at uh, Miss. <clears throat> That's all right, daughter. <clears throat> okay, Miss Kev on stage on Instagram, Miss Kev on stage on the Twitter, and Melissa Fredericks on Facebook. Look out for my book, The Journey to Self Love, that will be coming out in early August. Um, yeah. You can find me, Kev, on stage everywhere. 
YouTube, Facebook, Snapchat, Periscope, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, Vine. Okay, all the social all of the medias. medias of the social. All the medias of the social. And if you are interested in attending the women's conference that I am a part of in August, um, you can find information on my Instagram at Miss Kev on Stage. Or you can go to loveyourselfgabfest.eventbrite.com to register. Tickets are $40. We still have um, tickets available. And we'd love to see you there. We'd love to see your face in the place. By we, I mean her because I'm not going. <laughs> I'm taking my sons to somewhere fun. But Melissa will be there along with Shari, Sharice, the Optimistic Divorcees, Dana Grant, the healthy married person and she's a health coach health coach and uh deandra giselle uh mua all right thank you guys for rocking with us and all you guys who have got on us for not recording we are doing our very best to be more consistent in this last and evil hour (laughs) (laughs) thank you god bless you god keep you and we will see you at the conference